We work hard, we play hard. We are gamerpreneurs. Individuals who have chosen to give up the security of a nine to five in favor of getting to set our own hours, of doing the work that we want to do, and we refuse to give up the hobby that we grew up with in order to quote, grow up. We have learned countless laws of life and sales from the games that we play, and we excel in everything we do. We see the wonder and glory in every interaction. We fit in awkwardly with the rest of the world because they don't understand our quirkiness, and we wear it as a badge of pride. We are focused, clear, and know what we want. We are gamerpreneurs, and we are taking over the world. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Mr. Eris. Hey there, Eris. How's it going? Hey, man. How are you doing today? Fantastic. So uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, like right off the bat. Who are you? Uh, my name is Eris. Um, I'm a streamer. Um, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm a social media manager for uh, Illuminate Esports, and I'm just really trying to grow uh, my connect my connections, which is how I ended up meeting Bradford, and um, that's why we decided to do the the podcast today. Just uh, he invited me on, and we just wanted to get to know each other a little bit better, and you know, communicate more, talk about good old esports stuff. Beautiful. All right. So I try to start every podcast kind of with a fun question because before we get too heady into the business and the gaming and all that, I always ask everybody on a scale of one to 10, one being low, 10 being high, Eris, how weird are you? Uh, I would probably say like, I'm not weird. I'm goofy. So I would probably say like a five or a six. Okay. And why is that? Why, why am I goofy or why would I give myself a five or six? Both. Um, I'm goofy just because I like uh, making people laugh. So I'm always kind of like want to be the center of attention and kind of, you know, get people to chuckle or laugh. And I'm just kind of goofy in that sense. And then uh, why would I give myself a five or six? Because I don't think I'm like super awkward or strange or like, you know, socially awkward by any means. I, I don't really have a problem talking with anyone and, you know, meeting new friends and things like that. And I'm really approachable in my opinion. So. Fantastic. I mean, I got you on a podcast after one phone call, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so um, let's, uh, let's begin this with, um, how about your gamer cred? Let's start, you know, who are you as a gamer? Like, when did you first start playing video games? Um, so, crazy story. My mother used to work for a company in Charlottesville um, way back in the early 2000s. So, we had multiple computers at home. And so... I really started, well, I'm sorry, even before that, my uncle used to have a Dreamcast and, you know, the good old, give the the two-year-old a controller and pretend to let him play while you're actually playing. So that's how I There was no way a two-year-old was actually holding that controller. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was just like, you know, like this and I'm just like sleeping while he's playing, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, but um, yeah, so that's really where I got my start from. But after that, like I was saying, my mom worked for uh, a Sorry, my mom worked for the University of Virginia and she had access to computers. So we had um, computers at home. And so that's kind of where I got my start um, playing, being able to play at home because we lived way out in the country. So I had no friends. There wasn't anyone nearby. You know, it's not like and we also lived, you know, near a lake. So it was kind of dangerous. We had snakes and snapping turtles and all this kind of crazy stuff. So, you know, staying inside was the safest option. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You don't want to go outside and get attacked by a black bear because we have black bears and all types of stuff. Um, So that's really just what I did growing up. And then um, once my mom got married, 
we moved in um, to my stepfather's house and a kid down the street from me was friends with all of the optic gaming guys um, way back when optic first started. And this was when I was 12. So I'm 20, I'm about to be 24. So 12 years ago. So this was 2008, 2009. And uh, he was, you know, with them he got sponsored by coke and pepsi for a lot of tournaments um and call of duty Modern Warfare 2 he was also um an optic sniper for a little bit uh and then he played with them in halo 3 and what was the other it wasn't and oh i'm sorry he also played with a lot of the phase clan guys too and all the competitive like uh sudden death or sorry i'm um, search and destroy matches um and that was kind of my my love for like video games like that's how kind of how it progressed and then he really introduced me to esports and then going forward, my senior year of high school is when I got into League of Legends. And that's when, you know, I started hearing about Twitch streaming and YouTubing and all that kind of stuff. And so it kind of picked up for me. And that's where I kind of found my love for esports. Fantastic. All right. So, like, you've been playing for, you know, a few years then. What, what do you say your favorite game is? Uh, my favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy X. Um, I love that game just because of the storyline. And then I love Shadow of War, which is uh, um, in the Lord of the Rings universe. Um, it's yeah. pre-Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, so those are my favorite. But my c- current esports competitive game is is and has always been League of Legends. I've been Beautiful. a League of Legends player for years now. So Okay. Uh, are there any games coming out you're looking forward to? Games coming out that I'm looking forward to? Not particularly. Oh, you're just stuck on League then, huh? Yeah, I think that um, <laughs> I'm actually I'm excited to see what Riot Games is doing with all their new games. They're releasing they've released two new ones already and they're working on releasing a couple more like a Street Fighter type game and then a shooter. So um, I'm kind of looking forward to those. But other than that, you know, League is just really has my heart still, even though it's it can be a little bit uh, frustrating sometimes. So. Okay, so League of Legends was your kind of introductory into the esports arena. Is that, you know, the love of that game kind of what brought you to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So once I uh, graduated high school and went to college, um, we actually, my friend that I met while I was in school, uh, he started the esports program kind of like, so this was before esports programs started popping up in universities we had our own little club at our school where we could play, where we would all get together and play. And we had a team and B team and we would compete, et cetera, et cetera. So that was like my first real entry into like a, I would say like a collective, like big group setting of esports. And then going on from there, always wanted to kind of work with that and wishing we had, cause that kind of faded out um, the way that, our university dealt with clubs and um, making new clubs as it was a lottery. So you had to get picked in the lottery to be an official organization at the school. And so we never, we tried like three years in a row and we never got a lottery pick, um, which was kind of frustrating because, you know, we had a good group of probably like 30 plus people who were interested and like came out to the meetings and, you know, we would play and practice and all that kind of stuff. Um, so after that, it kind of petered out. And then, uh, you know, then all of a sudden it started popping up at all the universities and being able to, you know, watch the universities play and all that kind of stuff. So, okay. And so I guess from there you went and now you're the social media manager for Illuminate Esports. Yes, sir. Okay. And how did you end up there? So, um, for those of you that don't know, um, Adam, I think his last name is Salim. He is a esports mentor on LinkedIn. Um, and about six months ago, uh, someone said that I should be connecting with as many people as possible on LinkedIn. So I was like, screw it, you know, 
let me just try, see where it gets me. Um, and I ended up meeting meeting up with Adam on there, and he said he was an esports mentor. And, you know, he told me to shoot him a message, and we ended up talking for about an hour, and he said he was part of an organization called Illuminate. Um, and, you know, he liked me so much just with by him and I talking for an hour, said that uh, he would try to give me a – not even try to give me – he would let me talk with the CEOs, and then if they liked me, they would bring me on as a social media manager. So um, I ended up doing well in the interview, and then that's why I'm – where I'm at right now. Very cool. So it goes to show it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? Absolutely. All right. But you know, you were just talking about LinkedIn and how someone told you to, to post a lot on it. Can you kind of expand on that? What, why yeah. LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. So um, hmm, the biggest way to market right now is uh, content creation, right? YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of it. Those are how people, that's what the majority of people are doing, especially people my age and younger. Um, and so, you know, we had LinkedIn in college when it first started and it was purely just like no pictures or anything. It was just connecting with random people, you know, who are trying to find internships and all that kind of stuff. It was, um, it was and pretty then junk it, back then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. When it first started, it was just I like- remember- I had it and I never used it because it was so awful. Like there was no point. And then just a couple of years ago, someone was like, no, you got to go back to LinkedIn. I'm like, seriously, LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and because I was at school, we had classes that they made us take where we could see like the new interfaces and what they're doing to update, et cetera, et cetera. So that was kind of useful because then I really saw it transform into something that was more useful. Um, and, you know, being able to post like your resume, like directly on LinkedIn and, you know, see your connections, see all the trending posts, see what's trending, you know, adding the hashtags for esports, you know, gaming community, whatever, all that kind of stuff, because that really helps you connect with other people who are like minded. Um, and then, like I said, going back six months ago, I was on LinkedIn and you, you know who Gary, uh, Gary V is, right? Oh yeah, love Gary. Yeah, pretty much everybody knows Gary. Um, he was he had a post about social media, or sorry, about uh, esports, and he was like, "What do you guys think about esports?" And I commented something like, "I feel like the the industry is super promising, but it's super hard to get get the opportunity to get into the industry, right?" And um, a guy named uh, Herb May commented, and he was like, "It's not hard to get in; you just have to do the work, right?" And um, he was like, all you have to do for six months is network nine hours a day, every day, and eventually you'll get a paid position in esports. And when he told me that, I was like, that sounds like the worst thing I have ever heard of. Like, why would I want to sit there and just connect with people all day, every day? You know what I'm saying? And um, eventually I just started doing it. That's and that's how I ended up meeting Adam was just just networking all day every day, and I think I have like I'm connected to like twelve hundred seventeen hundred people or something like that now. Um, and all esports, large majority of esports people, you know, from CEOs to social media managers like me to you know directors of uh like CFOs, people who do finance, all types of stuff. So. Oh, absolutely. I, I've more or less been doing the same exact strategies as you for the past three months. So I still got three more months to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got you and basically every other person on this podcast has been almost exclusively through LinkedIn. It's, in, it's insane how easy it is to connect with people, especially like people who have decent positions at places. Yeah. All right. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, where you're at now, uh, Illuminate Esports? Yeah. So um, I 
right now, uh, the CEOs of Illuminate, um, they, I don't know how much exactly I'm allowed to talk about. So I'll just go like very bare minimum because yeah, I don't want to get myself in trouble. Um, they were working with getting funding back in December. And from my understanding, they were able to get funding. Um, I'm not going to say any names or anything. And right now they're working on plans for the future to scale the company. Um, maybe one day to go to events company wide, things like that. Cause we're kind of all over the place right now. Um, I know some of the other social media people are, uh, I think one's on the West coast. So it's just, you know, we're kind of all over the place. Um, Adam, I don't know. I think he's a uh, central time. So he's somewhere in the Midwest or, you know, central America somewhere or not central America, sorry, the center of the United States. Um, so we're kind of all over the place. So I think that the plan for them is to kind of, uh, connect with larger or larger organizations and to kind of grow our, uh, like I said, our content creation platform so that we can reach more people and kind of upscale the business. So, okay. Now is uh, social media the thing you want to be doing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Social media is very important. You know, like if you look at all the big esports organizations, that's like one of their biggest things, you know, they all have massive, massive followings, you know, from FaZe Clan to TSM to, you know, Misfits, all of them have, you know, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook, all that sort of stuff. So. Okay. Fantastic. So in that case, like, I want to know, like, what advice would you have for my listeners who are looking to grow something through social media? Like, where should I start? What platform should they be on? How often, like you dump the knowledge on us, man. Um, Let's see. I think the the most important thing um, that's assess, sorry, <clears throat> essentially the the hardest thing, right, is to be unique. Everyone is on the bandwagon for esports now, and is trying to figure out their role and you know trying to gain a massive following. Because all it takes is your one video to go viral, and then you know everyone's talking about you. You become the next meme. You become what you know. What I'm saying so it's finding that uniqueness to where people, you can stand out out of everyone else in the crowd. Right. And it's difficult. It's very difficult because you know, there's constantly people who are putting on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok all day, every day. Right. It's all about content, um, YouTube, all that sort of stuff, you know? So I would just say really try to connect with people. Um, and you know, people, once they have a connection to you, people are more likely to, uh, to tell other people about your brand, right? Like as a streamer, the more people I make a personal connection with that come into my stream are more likely to come back than the people who just don't, or I don't make that connection with, right? Because they, there's people um, love being with other people and there's an emotional attraction to someone. You know, if we sit there and have a conversation for 20 minutes, oh, well, I remember this guy, next time I'll come back and talk to him again type of thing, so. Okay. So what you just said there, it sounds kind of like there's a little bit of a, a split actually. So there's the content creation, like absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. But it also sounded like you're, you're also pushing real hard for the engagement side. Yeah, you, you have to be both. Like so. it takes a ton of time to do both. Yeah. Like which one would you put more time into? Oh man. I feel like if you're, if you're starting out, it's really hard to put time into um, putting out lots of content. You know, most of the large, larger organizations, they have an entire team where the, their sole purpose is just content creation. Right. So I think that it's more important to make connections and, 
um, make have the rely on those connections, uh, you know, with other people, networking, all that type of stuff to really grow who you are and what your brand is about. And then, you know, the content creation can come um, later. I would say, I would say that would be the second most important thing is putting out lots of content. But I think the major thing is putting out, you know, and really networking with people, content that people can connect with and that um, they'll respond to. Okay. Now, um, I'm assuming that there's some difference between, say, the average Joe who's just started their stream and the organization that finally realized they have to have social media. Should they have different strategies? Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what I was saying about um, being being a larger organization. You know, content and all that kind of stuff is, is super important. You know, uploading to YouTube every day. Uh, like, just for example, just talk about 100 Thieves real quick. Um, they just did a 500,000 Uno tournament and they live streamed it. And within three hours, they had like, I don't even know how many clips going all over Twitter. And then as soon as like eight o'clock this morning, they had like the recap of, you know, the funniest moments from the whole entire stream and, you know, people being goofy, people getting plus four, four times in a row, like within eight hours. Right. But you have to understand that they probably have seven or eight people who probably maybe even less, maybe more that solely work on just getting all that content put together and put out as fast as possible. Right. Because sure. they, they have the money that they can afford to do that. Someone who's just starting one, you're not going to have a $500,000 Uno tournament, right? Like that's just not going to happen. But two, you know, you don't have the resources to make it that kind of content so quickly. So it's about the, the quality of the content that you're putting out. Okay. Now, can I ask, why was it you decided to, you follow this passion? Like why the gaming route? Um, I'm assuming your parents are probably a little like mine. They told you there's not much you can do with gaming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, uh, same thing. Growing up, you know, my parents were always like, why do you like video games? You know, you're never going to find a job. Blah, blah. And now we're here, right? And esports is like, the biggest growing industry in the world you know it's worldwide it's not even just like it's in america or anything um i am a very competitive person and it was almost like a challenge for my parents like you're never gonna have a job in esports or you're never gonna be successful in video games and i guess like me pushing back against that as a child and like being an adult now it's like i still want to succeed in esports and in video games just to show them that like I did it. You know what I'm saying? Well, so spite then. Not not spite. I don't spite <laughs> my parents by any means. You know what I'm saying? I but know, like, I understand. You always wanna you always want to prove people wrong. You prove them wrong. I yeah, get you want to prove them wrong. So I want to show them that, you know, everything that I went through as a kid playing video games, whatever, whatever, you know, it actually worked out in the end. Okay. Now, uh, what, what makes you unique? Like what unique skills do you have that um, have been able to help you get to this point? Um, I think my just willingness to talk to people. Um, like I said, I can pretty much talk to anybody that's willing to have a conversation. You know, that's how we ended up meeting is you just shot me a message and then we just went up from there. Um, and I feel like that's really unique in the sense that you know, when I meet with people and I talk to people, I don't necessarily, I don't need anything back from them. Just the the, the opportunity to have these sorts of conversations, um, I think is super beneficial. And that's really what the, the esports uh, industry needs more of, because like you said, it's like we said, it's hard to 
get people into the industry, right? It's all about the connections and who you know. So the more kind of conversations, and Adam's really good about this as well. Um, you know, you can schedule our meetings with him seven days a week, pretty much all day, every day. Um, so, you know, having those sorts of conversations are, you know, what make people want to be in the industry. And, you know, just my willingness to respond. Like I've had people ask me for advice on how to get into the industry and when I'm only seven months into the industry, you know what I'm saying? Not even in a paid position. I've had people ask me for internships that who are still in college, like all types of things. So, Well, that title that you have, it, it sounds pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? Sometimes I don't even realize, you know, like it just, it feels weird because, you know, like I said, I'm so new as well. I'm still learning and, you know, really trying to grow some stronger connections and still network myself. So. Okay. Um, so what kind of resources would you say you've been able to use or leverage in order to kind of get yourself from where you were to where you are now? Um, definitely LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is going to be your biggest ally, um, especially because, like I said, since esports is global, uh, there's people, you know, you know, Europe, China, Indonesia, India, literally everywhere. I'm sure if there was people who lived in Antarctica, they would be in an Antarctic team. Like there's people all over the place. Um, and then also hitmarkerjobs.com. Hitmarkerjobs.com is a website purely for esports. And they just had the esports. Uh, it was like the esports, like the grant, well, one of the word I'm trying to, like the esports Grammys, I guess you could say. I forgot what the, the official name was it for the name for it was, but um, they got voted the the best esports job finding website. So they post every day. Their their company is purely built off uploading jobs at, on a daily basis, remote, worldwide. Um, you know, you can do specific. If you live in America, you can do specific cities, specific uh, states. You can do countries. You can do all types of stuff: paid, unpaid, internships. You know, CEO positions, all types of stuff. So those two things have been the biggest help. And also, um, Hitmarker has been like I've seen the development of that company as well. Like it went from being three posts a day to like, you know, twenty a day, which is you know. 240 a, or 140 a week sometimes they hit like i remember last week they just released a stat they hit like 600 new jobs last week just well, that, in esports that's incredible so basically yeah. if my listeners are listening and they want a, a job in esports that's sitting right there for them yeah absolutely you just got to go in there and look and i'm assuming there's some qualifications but you know it sounds like some of the jobs you could just get it right yeah absolutely there's a there's a lot of small organizations um, like Illuminate Esports, which I'm working for, who need people to do social media or um, coaching, video editing, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. You know, people who are looking for a CFO, a team manager, you know, and some of the stuff is unpaid. Like that's been the biggest, the other biggest learning thing is, um, you know, you got to start small, you know, same thing with Esports, just like any other business. You're not going to get a position right out of college making $100,000 and blah, 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 right? So, you know, that's, there's opportunities to start and work with small organizations and then to grow from there once you get um, that experience. Very cool. All right. So um, how are you making money? So you're a social media manager. You got what W2 um, anything on the side. You say you have a stream. Monetize yeah. That. So, so I'm, I'm a server. Um, I just serve at a restaurant and that's what I do for my income right now. It pays the bills. It's not ideal by any means. Um, but like I said, you got to start small and moving forward. You know, I, once my contract ends with Illuminate, um, 
whether I resign with them in a paid position or looking for another larger organization, you know, that's really the goal. Um, I only have about a month left. So certainly, Hey, but it shows the dedication and hustle. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot, a lot of people out there not willing to put in those hours. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, you know, what do you wish you had known a year ago? So you've only been doing this for six months, a year ago, if someone had come to you and with all the knowledge you have now, what would they tell you? I would have started connecting with people on LinkedIn a year ago before I graduated school, because then by instead of, uh, so I graduated last May, May of 2019, instead of having a paid position in April of 2020, I probably could have had a paid position in August of 2019. And I would have already been, you know, ahead of myself on the ladder. Um, so start connecting early, start networking early. There's nothing wrong with networking with people. You know, it really is all about who you know, especially in uh, an industry that's growing and it's so fast paced. You have to know people, you know, like it's just, it's just the easiest way to make those um, sort of leaps you know, on like, I imagine myself where I'm at in my career is like, I'm on a ladder, right? Right now I'm just serving. Okay. I have one hand on the ladder next to me. That's the esports ladder, which is me doing my internship and everything. Right. But to get from my other hand from here to here and making that leap or jump or whatever you would like to call it, you know, it has to be with who I'm connecting with and how I'm influencing them enough to when they need someone to do social media for a company or, et cetera, et cetera, that they bring me on board or they think about me and then they help me get to that next step or take that jump to the next ladder. So. Fantastic. Okay. Let's talk about connecting with people. What do you say? Like what, like say someone is like LinkedIn. Okay. I'll create an account today. What do they start saying to people? All right. So in a sense, it's a lot like, sorry, I'm just pulling up uh, one of my things that I had this week. In a sense, it's a lot like Twitter. It's kind of like, you know, you can do hashtags and, you know, send information and be like, hey, guys, I'm a esports, whatever, doing this. And then people will just see it. You know, they'll scroll on their timeline and they'll see it. But I'm trying to find I had something that I posted the other day. I had like 700 views in like 30 minutes or something. And it was insane. I was like, how does that even happen? So this is just real brief. This is just what I said. I said, I was wondering if anybody had any esports connections in the Washington, D.C. area. I'm looking to meet up with some new people and then just hashtag esports, gaming news, gaming life, gaming. All right. That's all I said. And I think within 30 minutes, I had 750 views on my post. And within three, I already had people sending me messages, um, wanting to connect, wanting to meet up, um, telling are offering me uh, people that they had no known about who are in the DC area who uh, already have esports organizations or also try to get into esports, etc. So it's really just that simple. There's no like, you know, crazy thing that you have to do. You know, like I met five people within ten minutes who all were interested in what I was doing and wanted to talk more about it. Okay, so that's kind of a, you know, let them come to you kind of that's inbound marketing say but you say when you're doing the connecting you have to obviously say something you don't just connect with someone and then right you, you send a message How would you send a message when you're trying to create a connection with someone so when I first started before I even had like social media or before I was even a social media manager and everything when I was just connecting with people and everything and you know sending out messages I was just like hey um, my name's Eris. I'm a recent college graduate looking to learn more about the esports field. You know, 
you know, I want to work in the industry. I was wondering if you had any advice that you could give me moving forward. And, um, you know, a lot of people didn't respond and it was just a numbers game at that point, just waiting till someone finally did respond and that person having to be Adam. And then that's kind of how it went from there. So. Beautiful. It is a numbers game. Now, um, isn't it funny that like you can send all these messages and only a handful of people will reach back at you, but the people who reach back out are usually like the best people to do it too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like that's, that's the experience I've had. Like every time you, you I message people, like I expect 80% of the people not even respond. Yeah. But then you get the 20% and they're always like way up here somewhere in esports or in gaming and like they're just giving back. So the ones who respond are probably the best people you can get. Absolutely. All right. Um, what advice would you have for someone entering this field? I mean, you've, you've kind of slogged through it yourself and now you're in it. You got a toehold in. So what would you tell people? What would I tell people? Man, um, be open to everything. Don't close your doors before they open. You know, like you never know, like for me, you know, me reaching out to Adam is what got me this position as social media manager at Illuminate. If, if I had never reached out to him, you know, or if I didn't want to do social media or if I didn't send that message that day, you know, I refused to network nine hours a day, whatever, you know, I wouldn't be here. So, you know, just really being open to any position or any sort of, you know, opportunity that really comes across and, you know, using that as the way to propel you forward and, you know, move up that ladder. It's just, you know, cause esports, like I said, it's, it's, it's moving so fast and it's growing so large at the same time. Like you never know when you're just going to get sucked in and then you'd be like, Whoa, I didn't even know that I would end up in this position. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just so random. So. Sure. Now, bouncing off of that, where do you think the uh, esports and gaming industry is going in the next five years? Oh, uh, well, it's already starting in high schools. It's in colleges, um, but I think it's going to be more. Well, in America, we like to do traditional. We like to. We're trying to do it like a traditional sport. So, like have it in high schools, have it in colleges, and the F pros, etc. So, I feel like five years from now, um, we're still going to be kind of in that mold. But there's going to be people trying to break that mold down at the same time, um, because esports isn't like a regular sport. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I feel like it's just going to continue to grow to where you know the point where every single high school in America has an esports organization or you know, even even my own high school, I went and visited in September and they had an entire area that was like all technology. And I was like, wow, I wish I had this in when I was in high school, you know, what I'm saying eight years ago. Um, and, you know, they could very easily put an esports program into my old high school. Just, you know, they already have all the computers and the whole lab set up and everything, you know, what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be pretty much at every high school thing. Very cool. All right. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, yeah, me too. 15 years ago when I finished high school, we had a computer lab and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> a computer lab. <laughs> um, so at this point in the, in the interview, I want to humble you a little bit if it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I want to know, um, so you've told us kind of what's worked for you. You've told us you know, where you've come from and how you've been able to get to where you are. But what's something that you failed at in life? In life in general? Yeah. Sometimes you have to say no. Um, as much as it hurts, can be a friend, could be family. You got to do what's best for you at the end of the day. And um, sometimes not or being afraid, right? Just being afraid to say no um, has really hurt me in some ways, in some aspects, right? Like, uh, 
I I would say that I've been better about it as I've gotten older, you know, um, I'm about to turn 24 this year. And so if I want to do something like work in esports or, and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, I'm going to say no to certain jobs or certain opportunities that aren't going to help me achieve that goal. Um, but that has definitely been something that growing up have, that has put me behind, um, you know, even in when I was in school, you know, I went to school, I was a dietetics major and then I hated it and I sweat and I, you know, I knew I hated it and I knew I didn't want to do it. So I switched immediately. Um, and, you know, even now people are like, man, you should have stayed with dietetics. You got an English major. You're not doing anything with that. Or you got a degree in English. You're not doing anything with that. Like, what were you thinking? Well, you know, like, you know, being like, no, you know, I was happy with the decision I made and I made that decision for a reason. You know, even my family, some of my family still is like, you should have stuck with dietetics. Like, what were you thinking? Right. And so I feel like that's one thing that I've definitely struggled with, but it has been, um, one of the things I've largely improved on as well, because it has helped me to get here, you know, being able to say no to the door to door sales job inbox that I get on a daily basis, you know, that was like, I could be making $300,000 a year, you know what I'm saying? In quotations, uh, if I just, you know, was standing out in the cold 12 hours a day trying to get people to buy the next whatever, you know, That's so cool. yeah, 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 exactly. So um. Um, kind of a similar and related question. What's something you're not very good at, you know, currently? Something I'm not very good at. Um, something I definitely want to learn. Uh, and to, especially being a social media manager, um, you really have to work with, like I said, putting out content, right? So, um, I'm, I don't know how to edit videos at all. Right. Like I just, I didn't go to school for that. Um, I always thought it would take up too much time. Um, so I'm trying to get into that a little bit. I'm horrific, horrible. Like, um, so even on stream, like you can, you have the recording of your whole stream and I've been like clipping parts and then putting them all together. And like, I'll spend 30 minutes doing like, you know, a 60 second clip or whatever. And then I'll clip off the most important part of the end of the first clip and then mesh it with the second part. And it just looks bad. So I'm horrible at that. I'm working on getting better. Um, and then a Photoshopping, um, horrible at that as well. Right. Like I just, I'm just bad. I'm practice, not even, practice, practice. Yeah. So that's I really know. just like, that's what I'm working on, you know, especially going into the la last month of my um, contract is trying to work on those things because that makes you look more marketable to the industry as well. Right. Cause that's a transferable skill. Absolutely. You just answered my next question. It's what you're working on to improve yourself. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, how about this? What is, what is something that people seem to misunderstand about you when they meet you for the first time? People misunderstand about me. Wow. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. So it's a good people, question then. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, people misunderstand about me. Uh, can I just be goofy and say my name? Certainly. Like, okay. So my last name is Catlin. For those of you that know, so it's C-A-T-L-I-N. A lot of people think my name is Caitlin. So the first time they meet me, they think my name is Caitlin and then whatever my first name is. And then, you know, the really awkward, hi, my name is Ares Catlin. And they're like, oh, I thought you were a female. And they give me like a weird look. And, you know, I'm a big, a big dude. You know, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm really weak. Like, this is really awkward now. So I'm, I'm used to that now. But, um, yeah, I, I get that a lot. So I have a, a somewhat similar story I'll share with you. Okay, um, when I was 
I, I got out of law school and I went to work for a court and okay. I did the court thing for a few months and I decided I didn't want to be there anymore. I was going to go to private practice. So I put out okay. my applications everywhere. I got one interview. So I went to this interview and I sat down and this lady is just like glaring at me the whole time, just like mad dogging me the whole time. Uh, and I like, I think I'm like ruining this interview. Like this, like I got to get this job so I can get out of the court. Like, I'm, I, yeah, like absolutely. what am I doing wrong? Like I'm tap dancing here. So she ends up offering me the job and I get the job and I work the job and I'm doing great. But a few months later, I, um, I was talking to one of the staff members and the staff member goes, you know why you got that interview, right? I'm like, no, why did I get the interview? Well, she misread your, your resume. She thought it was Carlton Bradford. She thought you were a black guy. She was just going to give you a job interview just to talk to you. <laughs> That's funny. I, I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, look, right? Like you just took the opportunity and look, it got you a job and it got you into somewhere where you wanted to be, right? So that's right. So <laughs> you never know what's going to happen just because someone makes a mistake. <laughs> Absolutely. So we take, we, you got to capitalize on people's mistakes. That's right. So what's your ultimate goal in life? My ultimate goal in life, uh, just to be great. Like, you know, when, 10, 15, 20 years from now, when people, I don't, I'm, I strongly believe in what Gary V stands for. Like, I don't give a, a crap about what other people think about me, like at all. You know, I think we all have those moments, especially with social media, where we slip back into that. So I don't care. But um, when people look at me, you know, a quote that I live by is um, to be great is to be misunderstood. Right. So the things that I'm doing, you know, just serving while I'm doing East, like doing my uh, position right now, not making any money in the position, whatever, like people can't understand why I'm doing that. Right. But, you know, 15 years from now, when I'm the CEO of a comp my own esports organization or whatever, you know, what I'm saying like it'll all make sense. And then people can look at me and just respect me for that hustle and grind that I did, you know, 10 15 years prior right so that's my entire goal is just to be respected so that when someone sees me or someone reproach, uh, approaches me and talks to me that they just have a respect for the you know what i've kind of went through to, to get where i am beautiful all right that's wonderful thank you so eris how do people get in touch with you where are you out in social media what's your handle like um yeah so you can find me on linkedin it's just linkedin uh I think it's forward or linkedin.com forward slash Eris Catlin. Um, and then my Twitch stream is twitch.tv slash Asira. Um, Asira or Asira is my first name backwards. So it's E-S-S-Y-R-A. Um, and then I'm also at twitter.com slash Asira 19. Oh. Um, so they can find me there. You can shoot me can, uh, on message on LinkedIn. I connect with everyone that's in esports. Um, ask me questions, comments, concerns, anything. You know, if you want to have a separate meeting like you and I had, all those things, I'm willing to do all of it. Wonderful. All right, now is there anything that we didn't talk about you want to want to cover still? Yeah, I just want to ask you a question. Certainly. Um. So, so you're a lawyer, right? I'm not a lawyer. I used to be. I used to be. Okay. So, what are you doing now? I do business coaching and consulting. Got you. Okay. So, so what is your goal as a business coach slash consultant to get into esports? So, uh, that involves my story. I think I told you my story on the phone call, but I'll absolutely. cap it again because it's always good to do that on a podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I was an attorney and my wife and I built our own law practice after, after I did the court thing. And then I did private practice, got hired by that one firm, I made okay. partner at that firm in seven months. So 28-year-old gotcha. law firm, I was 27 when I made partner. 
Wow, so that's I, impressive. Seven months after I started, I, I passed attorneys who'd been there for like 10 years. Um, I did that and we realized, hey, if Brad's so awesome, we can <laughs> partner that quick. Let's go start our own practice and see how that goes. Absolutely. So we did. And my wife and I had our own practice. And our first year, we made a, a whopping $7,000. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but the year after that, um, it was March of that, the next year, we made 15000 And then we made like 15000 a month after that. And then it was like tens and tens and tens of thousands. Gotcha, and they're on. Gotcha. About a year and a half after that, we had three attorneys working for us, three staff members. We had this big office. It was wonderful. But I wasn't happy. Yeah. And what it was, was I had been a gamer my entire life. And when I went to law school, I basically had to drop that all, just had to set it all aside because, you know, when you go to law school, it's 300 pages of reading a night, every single night for all three years. And I don't know how you did that. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. <laughs> Anybody who goes to law school is like, I blacked out. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, but we did this, the, the lawyer thing. And it just, I was telling people no all the time. I was doing business law and it was always no. The answer is no. Like, can I do this? No, it's illegal. And I always felt bad for these businesses because they had great ideas and I wanted to tell them how they could, but it wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be giving business advice. I was supposed to be giving legal advice. And I had one guy tell me that. Gotcha. So when I got told that, I'm like, well, screw it. I'm going to be a business coach too. I just declared I was a business coach and started studying. And I've been doing that for five years. I moved to Las Vegas about two years ago. Okay. And when I got here, I got uh, a bunch of clients. I have clients all over the country now. It's been absolutely wonderful from like a financial standpoint, but I still had that like, these aren't my people. Yeah, you know I, I mean, got you. Like you, you go and talk to some, some professional who's not a gamer and they're like stuffy or they're into sports and you're not a sports person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, they're, they're tolerating me, but they're not connecting with me. So I really need to find my people. So I talked to my own coach and my own coach says, well, who are your people? And it was gamers. And so he's like, go work with gamers. So I decided I was going to do that roughly September, October of last year. Okay. And when I started getting into the industry, I basically did exactly what you did. Start getting into LinkedIn, start on Twitter, just on social. And it became woefully apparent that nobody knows anything about business. Yeah. anything about sales. They don't know anything about marketing. You know, there's lots and lots of streamers out there who have merch for sale. It's a mug or a t-shirt on a website way over here. Like <laughs> yeah. they never talk about, it's just there as a link and that's not how you sell stuff. And it, it drove yeah. me bonkers to see this because I know these people, like some of them have thousands of views, tens of thousands of views, and they're not making money off of it other than from subscriptions or from monetization on YouTube. And there's just so much more money they're leaving on the table. And so my, my ultimate goal is to get that information out there, get it into their hands. That way this industry can become a legitimate industry where people are making real money, putting the money back into the industry and gamers everywhere are able to benefit. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. We're yeah. definitely gonna have to talk more about that. <laughs> Your thing. Yeah, no, I'm always up for it. It's, it's so fun because all you got to do is help one or two people and they see it. Like as soon as you show them the, like the truth, about yeah. how it really works. All those preconceptions of what, how hard it is to be a salesperson, like most Americans and especially in America, it's, if you say you're a salesperson, you're automatically kind of, Oh, we, we don't like salespeople. Yeah. Other countries, they love salespeople. Salespeople cause everything in this planet to move forward because Hey, that video game that just came out, if there was not a salesperson trying to put it into your hands, no one would buy it. Yeah, that's true. So 
I love it. It's, you see the lights come on, you see people like finally figure out how to do a sales system and then sell merchandise and make money on it. And now they, all they got to do is find a way to scale it and they can quit their job eventually. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds like what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Yeah. But anything else? No, I think, I think that about covers everything. Um, is there any, you didn't have anything else you wanted to ask me, huh? Um, I think we've pretty much covered, uh, we talked about LinkedIn. We talked about how to actually do the, the social. Um, if you have any other advice on for people to, to like really kind of dig into social, I, I'd lo- I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Are hashtags any good on Twitter? Uh, no, I, I would say honestly that I feel like the hashtags are more useful on LinkedIn than they are on Twitter. Um, because you can follow the hashtags and be a part of a community on, on LinkedIn. Um, so like if you do hashtag esports on LinkedIn, there's like a, com- an esports community where it'll throw your, whatever you're saying into that community and you can follow the community. So I would say Twitter. No, I, I don't think that's very, I mean, it can be like, you know, when I stream every day, I like to throw some hashtags out there, but on a large scale, not i would say no because you know it's so saturated everybody's doing it linkedin i would say i've definitely had some success um with hashtags just because you know it's a it's a more professional environment and you know people are actually going on there to connect with people like that's the whole point of linkedin is to connect with other people so i feel like on linkedin it's much more useful okay how about this um is facebook worth anything for uh, gamers and esports that brings up streaming wars um yeah that's a little different so i i don't really mess with facebook uh personally like just in my personal life i don't post my stream and everything on there i probably should just because you know who knows how many friends i have on there whatever (laughs) but i mean um i have a friend who i'm friends with in real life and he posts his stream on facebook and his instagram every day and he averages more viewers than I ha- do. And I've been streaming for longer than he has, but it's purely because he's just getting himself out there more than I am. So, I mean, you know, you take that with what you, what you want, I guess. But um, I guess we could talk about maybe go into the streaming wars a little bit, you know, Mixer, Twitch, Facebook, sure. YouTube, gaming, YouTube gaming. There's like, like 30 platforms out there. Most yeah, there's no one's ever heard of. Yeah, there's a bunch like especially um I've noticed that connecting with people on LinkedIn, a lot of people are trying to make the next platform. So like I've looked into other people's platforms before and there's like you're right, there's like 30 plus platforms now. A lot of people have never heard there's some I've never heard of them. Like I don't even know what the heck this is, but I'm just going to check it out to see like what it is, you know. Um I I really don't know who's going to be the big streaming platform in let's say three years from now, you know, with like shroud and Ninja and courage and Valkyrie all like going to other platforms. Valkyrie and courage are at YouTube shroud and Ninja are at mixer. Um, I know there's some really big Facebook gaming people. Um, I don't even know what to say, you know, like it's so crazy to think that, you know, people are getting paid all this money to just play on this particular platform. Um, but I think that the biggest thing that people want is just uh, one ad free ads are like the worst. Oh my gosh. They're the worst thing ever. Right. Like nobody likes ads. Nobody likes in in game loot boxes. Nobody likes ads. Like now I'm um, going to so, stop you right there. Yeah. If, go ahead. If people did not like ads, 
companies would not advertise. True. That is true. That is true. Stuff would not be getting sold every day if it was not for ads. That's Someone true. Was like, that's the solution to my problem. It, that is true. I so, hate ads. So when I, I was personally, training, um, huh? we first started advertising, because like I said, we made like 7,000 our first year. And then March, yeah. the next year, we made 15,000. So uh-huh. what we did that March was um, somebody had told us, you need to get onto Facebook, like advertise on Facebook. I'm like, Facebook, come on. Like no one that advertises <laughs> on Facebook. So we like, whatever. I made the junkiest looking little flyer. Like it had my wife's picture on it, our name, our phone number. And that was like, it, it, was, it was such an ugly looking flyer. And our phone started ringing off the hook. And there was little old ladies who would say, God put your ad in front of me because I needed you right then. So, wow. so people, people do love ads. Depends on which one it is though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I really don't know. I think that we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see who comes up with the, the next like great. I think interface is important too. Right. Like I've tried to watch YouTube streams and the interface feels clunky. Um, It's not smooth. Mixer feels clunky to me, too, but it's because I'm so used to being on Twitch, you know, Um, as a streamer. You know, that's where streaming really started was on Twitch. So I've kind of gotten used to it. So I feel like the next big streaming platform, if Twitch ever gets dethroned and, you know, Mixer pops up or one of these no name companies we've we've been talking about, um, it's going to be, you know, really user friendly. Um, because you know, that's what people want. They want something that's easy to where they can just click a button and watch whoever, you know, and learn or be entertained. So. Absolutely. All right. Anything else, Eris? No, I think that's all. All right. In that case, I'm going to thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. You gave some fantastic advice. Hopefully my listeners really do enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And will you send me a copy of it when you like finish doing the cutting and everything? Cause I'd like to, put you out into the web version as well. So everybody knows that we were able to connect. Be the first person I send this to. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. All right. In that case, gamerpreneurs, you all take it easy. Yeah. Have a good one guys. Hey, if you like this podcast, I'd love to invite you to check out a little bit more about me, Dr. Bradford Carlton, gamerpreneur. If you go to my website, www.thegamerpreneur.com slash bonus, I'm going to give you a free copy of my book, The Warcraft of Business, where I explain my history in both gaming and business and how I brought the two together in order to create some very successful companies and help a lot of people. And all you got to do is pay for shipping and processing, and I'll send you this book. I absolutely know you're going to love it. All right. You all take it easy.